Hello and welcome to Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And I'm Mitch DiPaolo. How you feeling, bud? Um, honestly, I've been pretty stressed out. There's been a lot going on. I'm under a lot of pressure to figure out uh, what I want to do with going forward with college. So I wrote my college essay uh, two days ago. That was pretty interesting. What do you have to do for that? It was really difficult for me because I haven't oh. had to overcome like any, any comp complex problems or like obstacles. In my life, I mean, I had to overcome COVID, but I'm not going to make my whole, uh, whole about COVID. letter about COVID. So I kind of just wrote it about, like, my life, how I like to create things uh, with my hands, how I... Did you write about the podcast? And Yes, I did write okay. about the podcast. And I mentioned how uh, meeting you on Mission Trip was, like, a moment in my life that oh. taught me that learning about so many different things... Um, is is good and never wasted because each piece of knowledge uh you get will be put to use someday in the future no matter what you kind of you showed me that it was okay to know a little about a lot and to embrace like your my like multi-faced nature of my passions so that's kind of what i wrote it about oh. and i do <laughs> i didn't know and yeah i i yeah you texted me yeah. about that and the, date. Yeah, I mentioned like the podcast too, and how Brian, um, Brian has a a podcast studio, and I thought that was really cool. So I said how that could be used to. Oh wow! I could use it to connect with other students and oh, and network. That, that's awesome. Oh yeah, they have a full media section where they have all different sets, just regular like movie, fiction, nonfiction, oh, podcast. Um, yeah, they have they have sets for so many different things. Oh wow! I'd love to check that out. Yeah, I remember college, man. It was just. I was constantly stressed, but I also had a good time. It seemed like for me, I flourished in college. High school, horrible time. I mean, I wasn't a great student in college. It was just like, oh, wow, all you have to do the homework and you're going to be successful. That's pretty wild. Plus, it was actually classes I enjoyed. It was all financial or entrepreneurship. I mean, the first two years was computer science, and I liked that, but I realized then on I did not like computer programming. It was too tedious for me, but I was always constantly stressed and... Oh, I want to say I was probably really depressed too. That's what. Killed yeah, me. I have not been feeling too hot, to be honest. I mean, I, I've I've been depressed. I guess you could say it's just so difficult to be able to just sit down and say this is exactly what I'm going to work towards for the next like year of my life. And then it's it's not like the next year of my life. Like that's going to carry over into like the rest of my life. So it's it's so difficult to be able to just pick one thing and and be okay with it. I think college at this age, I swear, you should probably go to college at 25 and up because you'll have just a better idea of what you want to do. You'll have at least had seven years experience in the workforce and you'll know what you enjoy because God forbid you go right from high school into college and you get a financial degree and then you go into finance and you're like, holy shit, this is not fun at all. I, I want to do something else. And it's like, Sorry, you already wasted 120 grand on something. You yeah, got that's the big thing. It's like and it's the pressure. Yeah, the 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 pile of money behind it just makes you think that if you fail, like you are a failure. It's like I I just don't want to. Guess I'm afraid to fail. Oh no, I don't know. I mean, okay, well, with what we're starting, we're gonna be trying a billion different things, and we're gonna fail at 999 million of them. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I need you to be able to fail. I need you to fail. Yeah, that's the only way to I know, succeed. I know that I I have a uh, I have learned that that fit with every failure there is a lesson. But it also helps 
to have kind of like cheerleaders on your side and it's like tell you it's okay to fail and not people to tell you you need your shit figured out right now because at 19 or 20 years old i did not have my shit figured out yeah that's the biggest thing it's like not having it all figured out it is just like the constant thought in my mind and it's so difficult to just be able to like get that out of there and and just do I'm sorry, you've been brainwashed for 18 years, okay? People are going to decide everything for you, and then you you know when you're going to school, you know what the classes are because it's already all predetermined. 18 years, you get out for one year, and now you're an adult, and you're supposed to unbrainwash yourself and start thinking for yourself? I'm sorry, that's just not how any of this works. It's like, it's going to take time for you to figure things out, and that's the beauty of this whole journey. It's like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't feel yeah. so much pressure. I definitely do... The, the scary thing about the way I feel right now is I really do have those moments where I feel happy and I feel content with, with what I'm doing in that moment. And I'm like, you know, I might not have it all together right now, but I, I'm doing this and I'm moving forward. I'm not, I'm not taking step back, steps what? back. And then I'll have other days where it's just like I question everything that I'm doing all at once. Oh, I get those. And... And then I'll I'll try to like work on something to to get my mind off it, and then I start questioning what I'm doing on a more micromanaging level, and then I just like get nothing done for the day, and I I feel like total crap. That's how it's been for a while, and it's so hard to just get out of that get out of that funk. Uh, I wish I had the magic answer. And having it's almost like having the good days make the bad days even worse. Why do you say that? Because when you have a good day, you compare it to your bad days. Well, I do at least. And then and then it just makes the bad day even worse. It turns the bad squares the bad day. So what's the what's the like what's a good day then? I I didn't A good day is just waking up and going to school, coming home and not worrying about how what I'm about to do is going to go wrong and just doing it or not like I'll have days where I just flow and I get like five things done in the matter of so getting things done that's it that's that's your idea of a good day it's not like yeah just being happy or something it's getting stuff done oh okay I see for me it's just a good day it's just a good day like I wake up and you know it's a beautiful day outside come downstairs and it's nice when I don't have anything to do because those days are just few and far between and i can yeah. just sit and relax and play a video game because to me a good day is when i actually don't have to do anything that to me is a good day yeah uh, i don't know maybe because i don't get so many but oh maybe just you got too much on your plate and don't yeah. don't think about it all at once try and just focus on one thing at a time yeah that's that's something i definitely struggle with focusing on one thing at a time but that's okay. so hard to not think about everything else while i'm doing one thing you know yeah i mean you saw me when you just came in a little while ago and i'm trying to upload this video for for my job and i had to do a billion different things and my mind was just going a million miles a minute but yeah i don't know i just you can always call me if you're you're in a funk like you know i'll always try and help you out so now i got a thought exercise for you okay how about this thought exercise how about time to take my mind to the gym <laughs> yeah pretty much what if I were to, and I got this from Grant Cardone. Remember that undercover billionaire show I showed you a while back? Uh, yes. Pretty cool show. He was in the second season. Guy's fascinating. So I got this from him, and it's like, I give you a million dollars cash today. Right now, I give you a million dollars cash. Are you happy? 
a million dollars. Just yeah, like, I'd be happy. Like, I mean, hell, hell yeah. You, like, all of a sudden, you you got a yeah. million dollars cash. Gonna say no. Could anyone get you down from from something like that for a little while? You got a million dollars cash. You just won the lottery right now. Nobody could kind of take that high away from you right no, now, right? No. Like you're feeling good. Everything's yeah. I, nobody could mess that up. Yeah. So the thought is, I give you ten million dollars. Well, now I give you $10 million. You're even, you're 10 times happier. Maybe you couldn't even be happier. But the deal with the $10 million, I give you $10 million cash right now. You can't wake up tomorrow. That's it. Do you take the 10 million? No, of course I wouldn't. So you're telling me that waking up tomorrow is worth more than $10 million. You just said if you had a million dollars, you'd be really happy and nobody could take that away from you. But now you're telling me that waking up tomorrow is worth more than that. So why aren't you waking up happy every day and realizing wow this is great this is worth 10 million dollars like why aren't you so amped up every morning and like holy shit i I got another day i got another chance at life this is amazing i ask myself that question every time i wake up if you can get in that that attitude of gratitude when you wake up and just think about that maybe i should try and think about the things i'm thankful for when i wake up that helps I don't, me a lot. I, I get out of bed and I'm like, all right, today's going to be a good day. You know, like get dressed, get ready. I don't know. I just like. There's I, a moment. I There's a moment where just like everything gets turned off for me. And it's just like I, I'm not excited to go about the day anymore. That's a whole. I really don't know how to describe it. it. But it's not like you can tell a depressed person, well, if you just snap out of it, you know, everything's going to be so much better because yeah. you can't snap out of it. And I, I understand that at, at some point. Sometimes you do. It, I do snap no out of reasons. Yeah, it's just like, oh wow, I feel a lot better. I, I don't know why, and it's just like how depression hits me. It's, it's. I'll be talking to you clear as day, smiling. All of a sudden, the the flip, the switch flips. Yeah. I mean, I I just I just want to show you. It's like I give you ten million dollars, but you can't wake up tomorrow. And you're like, well, no, I want to wake up tomorrow. And it's like, okay, it's well, a there's, really good way to think about it. The, exactly. There's that something really weird. interesting. So if you maybe wake up with that, it's like, wow. Okay, this is worth more than $10 million today. How can I just maintain this happiness or something like that? Because if you become a magnet. When you become happy and just grateful, you become a magnet to people, to deals, to just everything. And you're in college, and I want you to be kind of amped up and be that magnet in college so you meet fantastic people and like your journey is just amazing and i know i i, I, I also so feel like much. maybe it's because oh i blame the world today it's I, like they just show you i do want to blame the world right now but we can't because we're not victims i've been trying to i don't know like try and talk to people more like just walking down the hallway i've been thinking about like hey maybe i should just go up to a random person and be like hi <laughs> how are you maybe that would cure my depression a little bit but it's like it was a great movie we bought a zoo with matt damon now it Pretty much seems like every episode I'm going to reference some movie. That's just how my life is. It's just a series of movie quotes. But in it, Matt Damon talks to his kids about if there's something that you're afraid to do. I don't know if there's somebody you want to talk to, like you were saying, maybe I should just talk more to people in college. And yes, I think that would be very beneficial. If you're afraid to just think all I need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Use those 20 seconds. Go up, introduce yourself, you know, try and meet them and then see what happens. Worst they could say is now, and this is, we talked about this. I'm like, well, when you told me we got the interview for the guy, I was so excited. But it's like, yeah, reach out to more people. I said, you know, we'll try and reach out to the guy, uh, Niche Twins on Twitter. And you're like, no, he's too big for us. It's like, yeah, but 
You never know. The worst he could say is no, or he could laugh. Like, I don't care if he laughs. I think if you kind of follow that motto, just try and do one thing with 20 seconds of insane courage every day or maybe once a week. Try and do that, and it might might bring you out of something, might make you a little bit happier just just trying something. I don't know. That's just my weird thought. Yeah. I've done that a couple of times, at, and it always works out well for me when I do my 20s because there's nothing I'm afraid of. It's like, all right, I'm just going in with the expectation they're going to say no, and I'm just going to go in and throw my pitch. Yeah, I could do that more. I feel like... I mean, try it on Twitter. I feel like that's a thing I think about, too. Like, when I get upset about myself, it's like, I think to the past, when I was a bit younger, and I kind of just attacked any idea I had, thing I wanted to do. Like, I was the kid running through the hallways of the school, yelling the the weird phrase of the week, you know, how, how that went. But, and then it just, it just flipped one day. And that's, that's what I always think about. How do I get back to that moment where I'm just living and I'm just like, hell yeah, like, oh, I, how do I get back to there? I, I know exactly and, what you and, mean. And I, I have that feeling so much and it's like, that's wild. You, you all, like, you remember that feeling and you're just like, well, where to go? How do I get that? I I don't understand. And what's scary is, like, I feel like I shouldn't be feeling like this right now. Like, I'm only 20 years old. I just turned 20. It's like, you know. I I don't know if I brought this. I feel like I've I've thrown myself into too many, like, controversial topics about the world. Oh, that's your problem. I've also, like, bagged up all of the negative experiences and, like, regrets in my life. Bagged that all up into a little present. And then every time that I'm depressed, I just open it. Sorry, I know exactly. Yeah. It's, that's like, a, that, I open that present, I'd say, five times a week. Ooh. Like, uh, every day, I, I look at it. I think I'm down to maybe a couple of times a month. Yeah, I, I wake up and I think about negative thoughts. Ah, uh, Yeah. But I do have days where I get the negative thoughts and I'm like, no, no, not today. And I just keep going and I get up and I move and I... But what's different about that day than all the other days? Like, how do you get your mind to constantly do that? That's yeah, that's, that's also my issue. That's the struggle. That is the struggle. I'm sorry, man. I just... <laughs> if I could figure it out, I'd... I'd give yeah, there's no f- equation for this one. No. It's just, I, I feel like you need to talk... I think men need to talk about this shit more. They do. We really do. I mean, if you look at our, our first guest episode, it's just like, it's, it's heart-wrenching. Charlie, Charlie needed his people. Yeah. You, you don't have your people if you don't talk to people. Your mind goes to dark places. That's why. I just want to let you know you can always talk to me, too. Okay, so I was on Twitter a lot this week, and I came across this guy uh, named Ben Owens. And what he is doing in the cannabis industry is really, really interesting. He started his own like online uh, store and blog about growing cannabis and what it takes to do it. And he basically created this all-in-one place for people who don't really know much about gardening. And he created this all-in-one place for you to go to learn about it and buy a one a one-time purchase to be shipped to your house to set you up 100% to grow cannabis. 100% fully set up. You got your, your little grow tent, your lights, your filtration systems. And he, he did all the research. He's got all the products on his website. This one-time payment of $500, the kit gets uh, shipped out to your house wherever you are in the U.S. It's it's legal wherever you are to do this. 
And that's the interesting thing about it is because the cannabis industry is brand new. And I think that people who are approaching uh, this industry with this business model are going to absolutely kill it because dispensaries today, their products are so expensive. And anyone who has done gardening on their own time just knows that when you go to the store and you buy a tomato or you buy a, a squash and then you grow that at your house, you're successful. It's a totally different product. Oh, what the, the you know why, right? Like the tomatoes you get at the supermarket, but they're six months old. Yes, the same thing with a lot of cannabis today. A lot of the things that you buy, you're paying $50 for a really small amount. This is this is like, this is medicine for people. This isn't just to, for recreational use, right. even though they, they do have that. Right. It's more about the, the health benefits from it. It's so interesting because, okay, so you, you, you get a tomato and, and you go to the store and you, and you get home and you, you cut it open and you taste it and it just tastes like sour, not good. It's just not, yeah, it's, there's something to it, but there's, the taste is off. Yeah, so that's because it's it's not being produced on a personal level. It's being produced on a commercial level. So how are they gonna produce a bunch of like organic tomatoes and then get them to your door without without rotting? Oh yeah, you need you need some sort of spray. You need something. Yeah, because tomatoes, excuse me, don't last very long. But when you have that fresh tomato, oh my gosh, there's nothing like you pick it off the stem. Yeah, uh, there's no comparison. That's why I really hate winter and buying tomatoes. But this guy's doing it with cannabis. Yeah. So is it all organic or I mean... Uh, I, even... I didn't really look into that. He probably has a bunch of different uh, methods for like what you can buy to feed them. Or he has like a true and tested method that he sells. But that's the only way he's making the money, right? It's through selling things. There's no ads on that because I don't think... No, it's just his community. That he built. How long? How long has he been doing this? Do you know? Um, no, honestly, I'm not sure. So, because what I thought he was doing was just just so amazing, getting getting people from buying products to producing them by themselves in their home, having something that that they put their energy into is great, and we we really need to see more of this, whether it be with cannabis or any anything that you're consuming. I reached out to him on Twitter and. I asked him if he wanted to come on the pod, and he's coming on next week. So definitely stay tuned for this one because this is going to be a really interesting episode coming up. So you got him. I'm so excited. Yeah, so that's kind of like our first real guest. Charlie yeah. was our real, uh, obviously a real our first guest, guest. But it was easy to get Charlie because I work with the guy, and Charlie's just an awesome person. Yeah. I love his story, and I knew it would just resonate yeah. with you. But this is this is our first outreach to somebody unknown, and you got him. Yeah, this is this is really great. I'm so, so proud it's, of you. It's really going to show people what you can do today if you have a dream and if you if you just keep working towards it, how it can how it can grow and flourish. So. <laughs> Yeah. No pun intended. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I totally, that went right over my head. There's this guy who kind of went viral on Twitter, and I'm going to mess up his name. It yeah. was uh, Dra Jackson. I missed, I missed this one. Great house full. This is, the greatest thing about this was his whole shtick with the this Twitter thread was he asked Jack, Chat GPT, okay, I'm going to act as your human liaison. You have a budget of $100. I want you to grow this as much as humanly possible. And it's wild because I did you read? Did you see that? I've did you hear heard many of people, many people doing this in the past month, and I'm I'm skeptical. 
I'm very skeptical. No, his... I am extremely skeptical, actually. I think I think it's probably bullshit. Well, I mean, if you actually... Just the steps that it gave him, it's pretty logical. It's just like, okay, you're going to... You have $100, not a lot of money. You're going to create an affiliate website. So you're going to first buy... It's like step one, you're going to buy this domain. And step two, you're going to host the domain. Step three, you're going to set up a niche affiliate website. And it, it gives them what he's going to do. It, it even calculates how much everything will cost. Wow. I, the whole budget, it, it came out optimized, you know, do SEO, use Dolly for image generation. Like everything was using AI. So he was just acting as the liaison. But he w wrote this all in a Twitter thread. And I guess some co corporations loved the thread, plus it went viral, that they asked to pay to be in the thread. So then boom, he gets like an extra $1,000 from a company and he puts the company in the thread. Then he tells ChatGPT, we have $1,000 from this. How should we interact with this person on Twitter? And ChatGPT tells him how he's going to do everything. Like the guy has no involvement besides he does exactly what ChatGPT told him to. And I think as of a couple of days ago, he was at about seven grand. Wow. Yeah, it took maybe a week. It was it's wow. a pretty wild story, and he's still just going on with it. Wow. He's just telling ChatGPT, okay, we got X amount more. What are we doing? I mean, it, it only makes sense. It, and it's something as simple like that that makes people go viral. It just bothers me that I'm too stupid to realize something like that. And now, what do you think about like the ethical side of that? I think it's completely ethical like there's nothing you're asking somebody else for an idea and you're gonna act as the, yeah the go-to or the you know it's i think it's just like hiring a virtual assistant okay yeah i'd say that's that's pretty ethical it's kind of just like asking for advice and taking the advice <laughs> which makes sense so have you heard about you well you've heard about all the co-pilot tools that are coming out and like the greater vision for all of these ai tools right and how they they're going to be implemented in Docs, in Gmail, in Google Sheets, in in Slides. All, all basically every every screen that you can navigate to on your computer. There's going to be a section where you can ask AI to help you. Awesome. But is it awesome? Because yes. What happens when ninety percent of the people have that on their computer because it just comes along with Google Docs? And then what happens when everyone's using the AI? Then it's just AI talking to itself. Think about it. If everyone is asking AI to complete its job, yeah, they're going to have the main ideas, but it's going to be AI talking to AI. That is going to be our future. If, like, if this doesn't change, it's only getting better every day. It's going to be AI talking to AI. I guess that's an eventuality because the, this, this isn't a box you can close. You cannot stop what you just unleashed. Yeah. It's... It's it's paradigm shifting. Bill Gates oh, yeah. even said he went from Microsoft DOS to Microsoft Windows. A complete instead of telling the computer what you want it to do, you click or you point or you shoot. It was complete game so changer. So that was the game changer back in the day, going from inputting code on what you wanted to do to be able to have it. It's all about click. the interface. Yes, and that's what that's something I've noticed. It's all about the the interface of the computer. In the way that we interact with it. And once that changes, then there's the fundamental shift. 
I think it's because it's happening so fast. I think it's, we're not even waiting for the graphical interface. It doesn't matter how horrible it looks. Like ChatGPT, it doesn't look like a beautiful website. No, I think but it looks beautiful. You don't think it looks beautiful? No, it's- I think it's, it's perfect. It's, it's what everyone wants. It's beautiful in its simplicity. Yes. But- But isn't everything simple today that's good? Like all the logos have been oversimplified. I don't think everything that's simple is good. I think sometimes I want more. Yes, I see what you're saying, but um, and that's kind of how I feel. You know how GPT is more I want. Yeah, like that's but you know how like it. Apple, it's simple. Like their their phone, they they look that they all look the same. They have the perfectly shaped apps. I got a Samsung. I don't know, but I don't know where I was going with that. But it's like people like it clean, like they like a clean interface, and like that's what ChatGPT is. Yeah, I just think it. It, it could be more, a lot better. It yes, needs more bells and whistles. It, the, you, oh, twenty dollars a month. That and yeah, that's the annoying part. They could have so many bells and whistles on it. But the other thing is, you can't really add all the bells and whistles to this because it could destroy a lot of things really fast. It's too late. Okay. It already has. It, but it's, <laughs> it's too late. They're making it. They're trying to make it slower. But it seems like by making it slower and throttling it, everyone wants more and more. It's. As you're having a customer service rep at your fingertips, and it's instantaneous, it's no waiting, oh, well, give me two to three minutes to look into this. It's like, no, I got a problem, ChatGPT, help me. Okay, well, this is the issue right here, so you need to do this. It's like, I don't, for me, I welcome this new change. I was really welcoming it until I kind of had the realization that it's going to be a bunch of people telling AI to talk to the other AI across Twitter or ac across Instagram. Yes, but also think about how amazing that is because through the AI, you can write, you can just actually write what you want and the AI will create the code for that. It's not, you have to be a software engineer and a coder yes, to tell us what to do. That's the incredible part. But when, we're, when it's going to be eroding our human connection, do you think that's going to have an issue? I think it only erodes it up just on the online. I think as it's long going as, to be, uh, I think it's going to destroy it. No, because I think you're going to go outside and you're still going to talk to your neighbor. And, yes, I mean, but that's, that's got no involvement in but, it. As long as you talk to your neighbor and don't spend all your time online. But yeah, like if we okay. put talking to your neighbor and looking at your phone on a chart today, <laughs> looking oh, at uh, your phone would be a lot higher than talking to your neighbor, 100%. right? So now we're going to be talking to our neighbors, not through social media, but through social media, through an AI. So we're getting even further and further away from having true human connection. When you put it that way, it makes a lot of sense, but I never thought about it that way. I just thought about it as helping me do my job 10 times faster. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Some of the uh, top leaders in the tech industry, such as like, Elon Musk, got together to sign this petition to stop, absolutely halt the progress of AI <laughs> because of like kind of like what I just explained about how it's going to take over. Take over, yeah. So people that create it now want to stop it. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. We didn't watch enough movies on the subject. No, no. We still had to go through with it. And now we're like, oh, shit. We got to put the genie back in the bottle. Yeah. You yeah. can't. Too late. But yeah, that's pretty scary. There is just more and more evidence every day that confirms that we are living in a movie scene. Oh, 100%. I, that's why I believe we're in the Matrix right now. <laughs> like, there's a program where he's like... Well, it's 2023. Let's add some more messed up stuff. And here we go. <laughs> but it's 2022 that they gave you the AI tech that everyone got involved in. Yeah. But son of a bitch, people. We, there's movies. We saw the Terminator. No, no. Well, let's still create one. Yeah. Did I ever bring up on one of these, uh, on 
on the pod yet about um, my physics teacher in high school. You told me about a physics teacher, but I don't know if you did it. Mr. Katucci. Uh, he was he was an incredible teacher. Honestly, like he he showed me so many things. He showed me the power of uh, of Excel spreadsheet spreadsheets and how you can put uh, equations in them. Right. And wow, that really just streamlines your homework sometimes. Um, but at the end of the at the end of the year, um, I feel like he had a pretty good connection with their class. I know a lot of teachers have like um, connections with their class, but I feel like he had like a special one with ours. And he gave us this like this really heartfelt speech about life and he kind of tied it all into like his the important people in his life i think he mentioned his grandmother and how you should really appreciate the people in your life and the connections you have today because what's coming for the future is unknown and it's really scary he told us how we should cherish the moments in life that aren't technology basically how we should be aware of what's going on and his speech just really spoke to me because it seemed like a lot of the kids in the class kind of were just like thinking of it as like hey oh no technology is going to take over ha 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 like it's all a joke like it's just an iphone it doesn't really matter and he was like this man was like pouring his heart out to the whole class there was really something there because he was trying to like warn us of like what is coming the younger people won't understand that yeah, like, that's that's the whole difference between kind of me and you. I grew up, we didn't have cell phones. We had one landline and most of the time it was connected to the internet. So you didn't really talk to many people. I got on my bike and we just rode around with friends all day. We got home at 10 o'clock at night and that was just every day. You had interactions with people. And now I see my niece with her with her friends over and all four of them will be sitting there on their phones texting each other. It's like, you know you could just talk to each other right yeah. there's this whole thing and it's it's kind of sad and keep those connections close because yeah they're all you really got to your humanity yeah i agree though and that's why i also like that other when i was talking about jerry weintraub and how when he married his second wife the mother didn't approve because she's christian and the mother's jewish and you know always tried to push but the wife didn't hold that against the mother she told jerry like Look, I don't care if they don't invite me or if they don't accept me. You're still their son. I want you to still have a relationship with your parents because they're your only parents. So go there every Friday. Have dinner with them. Like, enjoy their time, your time with them because you, you don't know how short it is. Yeah. And, like, it's it's really sad. That kind of reminds, reminds me of my grandfather. It's like one day he just went into the hospital and he called me that night and I was asleep because I was working third shift and I it's like the next day he died and... I should have taken that phone call or I should have called him. It's like maintain those connections because that's also going to keep you happy. Being on the internet all the time is not going to make you happy. Yeah. Being around people will make you, make you at least happier or at least hide the pain. Oh, I miss Mr. Katucci. He was, we, he was my first or we were his first science class in ninth grade. And he was just an awesome person. Even when I graduated and I was in college and I had a problem with my physics class, I went back to high school and I had asked him for help. This was maybe two, three years out of college, uh, out of high school. And he still remembered me. He took his lunch break off. We sat in the library and he made sure I understood that. And I will never forget him for that. And I still didn't like really 
tell him or say thank you. I know he owns like a brewery or something, or he, he recently sold it. Yes. So I got to somehow reach out to him because that just sparked my memory. Mr. Cutucci, yes. The guy, the gold standard of teachers. But uh, yeah, he had some pretty cool theories about the future too. The metaverse. We're bringing that up again because I watched I watched a bunch on that uh, this week. Where? On YouTube, just oh. watched some videos about it um, because it's a really controversial thing. It Why? Was, it was pushed like what last year? It was pushed. What the metaverse? Yes. I thought it's been non. It's been thing. Yeah, it's been pushed kind of like when crypto came out. Yeah. When it's once crypto about- started to kind of catch on and NFTs, the, the metaverse came next. Yeah. And everyone was like, "Oh, the metaverse," and it's like it's really interesting because everyone has their own definition of it. It's like this blanket term for like. Oh, this place that you go online and it's uh, like a real world, but it's online. There's kind of no no actual definition. And like there are places like Decentraland. Have you heard of that? Right, yes. But when you go in, it's an actual joke. It's so laggy. It, it, it's like a PS2 game. Right. You know? Or a Nintendo. It's, yeah, it's, wor- <laughs> it's literally worse than that. You're right. Um, it's a Nintendo. And it just kind of makes me think about what that is actually... Be- going to become in the future because that idea isn't going away people people love it they're not going to let that go and now that you have ai it we're just going to yes the metaverse will come yeah so do you have any thoughts about what that could be in the future my vision is legit ready player one the movie yes it's just you know you go to work your normal nine to five you come home and you just plug in because life sucks yeah so and you have a billion different worlds what if it wasn't like you plugged in and your life was plugged in like you're wearing augmented reality glasses and instead of you wearing that hoodie right now you're just wearing a base layer of clothes that are just generic but everyone buys digital assets and wears them that's and there's kind of like a one-to-one map over our real universe kind of how like you're playing pokemon go and your phone is in the pokemon go world based on where you are in the real world and that is what really kind of like ignited my brain because that's kind of scary that's taking our products and putting them in the digital world or just taking the digital world and overlaying it on yeah our natural which is kind of like that's fascinating to me and i cannot wait to see what that looks like because then you can run simulations you can it's like cars will be driving from data not based on the real world but based on the digital world overlaid on top of our real one because we can update information so fast to the internet and there's going to be so many cameras and and ways to collect data that we can literally build a world parallel with ours okay now you now you scare me because I realized that yes, you need cameras to to have something. Yes. You, you need the data we, and the cameras. I'm not a big fan of cameras because I read 1984. I know how this movie ends, and it's not very good. Yeah, and we are every day getting closer and closer to a fully surveyed Earth. It'd be crazy. It's almost as if you're going to downgrade your entire life to upscale your life in a digital world how you see people you yeah. see just one layer of clothes like you know black on black it's just yeah these pants you got normal shoes everyone's got the same shoes and yeah has got houses they have just little pods and you live in your pod because all you care about is your digital life yeah that's kind of sad and all of the products that we're producing today are destroying the earth like fast fashion so 
this is the solution. Like this, this could keep people buying products. If, when you go and look at the people who are in the forefront of the industry, their like goal is clearly laid out. It's not to make a better world. It's to keep us consuming absolutely in a different way it never was about making the world better yeah all these people who are just virtue signaling all those companies they don't care they really don't they yeah. just care about the bottom line yeah they don't care about you they're just going to put their stuff on yeah. twitter oh we stand with these people it's like yeah bite me you don't stand by anything so do you actually ever think that maybe the metaverse could solve a lot of our problems not a lot just I don't know, the climate problems that everyone's worried about. It's like, well, if you have a metaverse job, because I do remember a couple of years ago, maybe it was last year, a guy at Subway works at a Subway in the metaverse. And I didn't understand it. I'm like, what, are people going to eat imaginary sandwiches? But no, he kind of takes the order in the metaverse and then the normal person either goes to pick it up or they send a delivery guy to go send them the sandwich. I thought that was pretty unique. I don't say... Yes. I mean, how many people are actually ordering Subway sandwiches? But that's kind of wild. What if everybody has their job in the metaverse and nobody's using cars, nobody's using transportation? So, boom, eliminates the oil and gas industry and eliminates, uh, you know, the CO2 and all the pollutants in the air because no. nobody's really leaving their house. Well, people will be leaving their house and we still need electricity. No, I, I see what you're saying. Like, it's the fast of... fashion, it would get rid of that. People will now buy their clothes online. Yeah. Um, so you eliminate all that waste, and uh, you're not printing stuff anymore because everybody's getting all their information online. And yeah. Through their glasses. I did see, when I was researching it this week, that there is a uh, movie theater that you can go to. I thought this was actually one of the better ideas of it. You can go to the metaverse with your friends, and they have a whole movie theater set up with all of like the movies on the wall that are will be coming in the next months. They have a a snack shop that obviously isn't really functional, but there is one functional part about it. You can go to Domino's, and you can order Domino's pizza at the metaverse movie theater, and then have it show up at your house through Domino delivery. So, yeah, kind of like the subway thing you just mentioned. But that's awesome. I didn't and, think yeah, you can kind of, like, when you walk into the theater, people with the headsets on and who have actually been there say that the theater is actually really, really cool. You know, it's like going to watch a movie with your friends, but... In the comfort of your own in home. In the comfort so you, of your own home. You don't have to and you're also, you can talk to your friends next to you. Like, you can... It's that's, that's actually, really cool. That's awesome. Metaverse movie theater. I want to try that Yeah. Now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because that's one thing that uh, when Jay, I don't know, Samsung... That's something that can be monetized, you know? That's really monetizable. How? Um, what, do you pay for a ticket for the movie? Well, yeah, you I pay for it. You'd have to. You pay for a ticket for the movie, or you have ads in the movie theater. Like, if you have a new movie... Like, like displays. Like, yeah, like the movie displays on the wall. Like, when you walk into the movies, you see all the movies that are coming up in the next months. That's basically an ad, right? They pay to put that in the theater because someone made the theater, so they pay the theater. Could do Domino's, you could do Subway, you could do... Yes. Kinds of, that's, yes, that's and really having cool. a Domino's in the metaverse, in the, obviously, see, Domino's is going to have to pay the metaverse to have it in there. They're going to have a deal for the per maybe based on the orders or... Whatnot. That's fascinating, because I'm always wondering how people are going to monetize stuff, but... And half the time, I never see it until it's explained. And it's such an easy explanation. I'm it's like, just oh. like you would the real world. 
which is so incredible. It is incredible. Uh, that's beautiful. And scary. <laughs> and how do I, okay, now, how do I, how do I get to the metaverse? Like, do that's I just need an thing. Oculus or what do I need? We're hoping that eventually it's going to be through classes. Okay, well, what I meant was how do I get to that movie theater? You're going to have to go on to a specific metaverse platform like Decentraland. And then in Decentraland, there will be the movie theater. Okay. So I was wondering that. I mean, people tell me, well, yeah, you got to have Oculus, but I don't have that stuff yet. I know it's a billion times better than what I remember, but I just don't think my computer is uh, powerful enough to handle any of this stuff. So, Oh, yeah. When you go to the metaverse on any computer, it crashes. It's... That's that's one of the biggest issues. That's the one. It's not optimized for anything. I got to do my taxes today, so more of a proof of concept right now. I figure with that, I'll get a a new computer, something that can actually handle that. Yeah, and see how it is. Get a desktop. I don't like. I mean, I like having a desktop, and I think I have one upstairs. I don't know. I just like the portability of a laptop. I like being down here and editing videos. Yeah, they are a lot more powerful now. Well, I always buy an Alienware because they last eight, nine, ten years. You're not buying one now, are you? Yeah, probably. That'll be my next What? Because it's... No way. I get the... Uh, because I customized my entire thing. I'm going to get the AMD Ryzen. I'm going to get probably NVIDIA. You can get that Ryzen. in a regular AMD laptop. Yeah, but I'm still going to want to customize the damn thing so that I have everything I want. <clears throat> I just like their site because it always seems like they have more power, uh, powerful processors and everything available. Because when I try and customize a regular Dell, I can only go up so high, and it seems like Alienware okay. provides me with everything else. I guess. Because I well, want that crazy GPU. I want the crazy CPU. And you can still get that in, like, other computers. Yeah, I know I could do it with a desktop, and it would probably be half the price. But again, I want to be able to bring it wherever I want to go. Yeah. I like the laptop. I'll get a desktop, because I'm going to need, especially for editing videos, that 100% is better. Because when I do it on this uh, laptop, all you do is hear the fans. So, but yeah, the metaverse, I want to go there. I want to watch a movie. We're going to watch a movie in the metaverse. Rock on. We should have like a coffee milk hosting metaverse thing. There will probably be two people because I don't think many people are on the metaverse yet. No, they're not. A lot of them are going to play like these weird games that have NFTs attached to them. And you like basically sit there and hit a rock or something and like wait to get a prize. And then you can cash that out or sell it to someone else. But come on. Like, you're not going to sell a digital hat to someone else unless they're a fool and they think they're going to sell the digital hat to someone else after they buy it from you. So you're not an NFT guy. Well, I am, but there there are very few far... NFT projects. Few and far in between of projects that actually are useful. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to say 99% of them fail. But... The big thing is, is like the vision that we just talked about, if that becomes reality, which it will, then that is where like the money is always going to come from those random stupid items that you get playing the game today. And then in 20 years when that item is like one of the originals, like the Pokemon cards, what it's going to be bored apes or whatever. Exactly. (laughs) That's the crazy part to people, but you know, it is what it is. Bored apes. I would have gotten into that. What? And now they're a million dollars each. That's yeah, crazy. So you just gotta be early, hop on the tray, and that's why now I'm putting all my eggs into the AI basket because it's it is the thing. That's when they incorporate AI with the metaverse or just have it build the worlds. It's gonna be exponential growth, and yeah, you just gotta get people to buy the product that gets them into the metaverse. They gotta make that pretty. 
Yeah, like you know, uh, uh, lint, linted, lint, lint, and uh, the chocolate. Yes, I struggle to pronounce that every time. They have their own metaverse store. You walk in, and it's basically just like all of their products on a shelf, like you would be in a real store. And like the weird ass like NPC guy at the register, like, hello, <laughs> what would you like to buy? <laughs> and yeah, you just kind of walk around the store, and I guess you'd get it shipped to you, or maybe you could buy digital link products. Yeah. What about podcasting in the metaverse? <laughs> kind of blew your mind, huh? Yeah, like the movie theater. Yeah. Just get a room. Having a metaverse stage. I mean, oh my gosh, it's TED Talks in the metaverse. Exactly. Let's do it. Let's make it now. Well, Let's get real distracted. <laughs> Let's let ADD take over. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even know how to create such a thing, but I don't know, might be worth looking into in six months, bud. We looked into it later down the line. We're not going to get distracted. Yeah. We've been doing really well with the videos. We got one up on uh, the podcast, social media, and then I've been doing memes every I day. I flopped this week. I was supposed to make a short. I didn't make a short. That's okay. I, I covered for that you got everything else you got a guess you didn't have to i don't want you to cover right but i, I need to see the i still wanted it out on thursday you know i was just afraid you weren't gonna have it out on thursday and so i was like okay i'll just do it and i saw the product but if it wasn't for that if it wasn't for you the one that you made was incredible because of adobe Pass. Oh, you showed me that i lost it i just saw uh, I was coming up with a list of things I wanted to showcase in the little short. And I saw that Adobe podcast thing. I was like, oh, well, let me take the audio from this short and put it in there. Now, I thought our audio is pretty decent. All you do is upload the file and then download the file. Adobe did everything. And it sounds like I'm in a professional studio. It sounds like I'm using million-dollar equipment. Yes. My voice sounds deeper. Oh, my gosh. It took what sounded like a YouTube video being recorded with a phone to having someone hanging a professional mic over your head. It's like I had a boom mic, a lavalier mic, yeah. everything, and just superior equipment. But no, it was, it was incredible. Just a so if you're a podcaster and you're not using Adobe Podcast, just go to the Enhanced Audio, completely free. I think it's uh, 500 gigs, one file. It, it really sounds like a lot when I say 500 gigs, but... I don't even think you can have... Oh, God, if you have a file like that... If you have a 500 gig podcast, um, I think you left your mic on. <laughs> yeah, for a year. Yeah. Even if it's 500 megs, I don't think our podcasts get up above 20 megs. You can upload a bunch of audio and have it download to you, and it's perfect. Highly recommend it. I freaking love it, so I don't know when they're coming out with their podcast thing where... You you actually record through it, so it'll automatically be lossless. You don't have to enhance the audio. It does everything yeah, for you. Yeah, you do it. That's kind of exciting. So I wanted to try that when we have our interview next week. Wait, they have a tool that does it real time? Yeah. Oh, like that probably works even now. better. Like we use Audacity? Oh, man. Yeah, this is going to be oh, them. Oh, got to try that out. 100%, but it's in the beta stages. We're on a wait list. So we'll see where that ends. This came out a while ago. I remember watching a YouTube video on NVIDIA RTX Voice a long, long time ago. And that guy would, would run a vacuum cleaner next to his mic and bang on his desk at the same time. And you would not hear a thing. It was, I think it was better than what we just, what we just heard. Really? Yeah. Because that's the only thing that Adobe won't take out is you like touching the mic or something. We'll always get those little clicks. It didn't take those out. It kind of muffled them a little bit. Yeah. But... 
Yeah, I think maybe the real-time one will do that because NVIDIA RTX Voice was a real-time program that ran as you recorded. Is that, That's a GPU or is that... That's a GPU. That's wild. But it's only certain GPUs. It's like their higher-end line. Yeah. Say so. I could do it on mine. I, tr I got it to open up, but it wouldn't run. Uh, that's why I got to get a new laptop or... Yeah, that's the thing I hate about buying stuff is for a reason specifically like that because I like all these little, tried like these weird little tools and stuff and programs, but like certain things can't run them. And how are you going to know before, like while you're buying a computer that this graphics card is going to be compatible with this thing I need yep. in a month? That's what, that's what kind of freaks me out. That's why it always takes me so long to buy a laptop because I have to make sure yeah. a thousand ways because I'm going to have that thing for five to seven years. Yeah. And I want to make sure it's amazing. Well, I think we kind of covered a lot in this episode. I want to end this episode with my hero of the past decade. Of course, this was in 2011. Something you said reminded me of this story. And these people, kind of a sad story, but great ending. They had bought this their home from Bank of America in 2009, I believe. And they bought it all in cash. Then Bank of America foreclosed on their property for not paying the mortgage, which they didn't have because they bought the house in cash. They paid for the entire house. So Bank of America goes through foreclosure. I guess two months go by and that the people had to get an attorney and try and deal with this whole situation. Like, I, I don't understand. They kept calling Bank of America like, look, this is a mistake. We own this house outright. I don't know what you're trying to do here. So Bank of America, two months later, I guess the case gets dismissed against the, the couple who's being foreclosed on. So the couple decides to sue Bank of America for their legal fees, which is completely in their right because yeah, it's dismissed. Yeah, I would do that. You could sue them just for the stress of the situation. Oh, God, I would I really would have. The judge gave them the okay. It's like, yeah, you know, Bank of America, you got to pay them. It was just $2,500 in legal fees. Well, five months go by and the bank still didn't pay them. So the people foreclosed on the bank. What? June 3rd, they, uh, the two sheriff's deputies, they step inside the bank to, like, stop everything. We're selling all your furniture right now. We're selling computers until you pay off their debt. Or you can just hand them over $2,500 right now. So it's just a beautiful thing. Like, the people wow. get wrongfully foreclosed on, and then they foreclose on a bank for not paying their debts. Just... Those people were my heroes of the week. So yeah, you're darn skippy that the manager gave him a $2,500 check right then and there. I would have told him, no, I want cash because I don't trust any checks from you guys. Heroes wow. of the week foreclosed on a bank. It's that's like, incredible. Just, you love it when the little guy wins. So that's my hero of the week. I thought that's a great way to end it. Yeah. That's it for this episode of Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And I'm Mitch DiPaolo. See you next week.